Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and today I am excited for you to meet Zlata Sushik. She is not only the host and producer of the Sexy Fit Podcast, but she is a lifestyle coach, a sports nutritionist, and the founder of an online fitness coaching company called Sexy Fit. And Zlata is from Moscow, Russia, and she moved to the U.S. when she was just 16 years old. So you guys, I cannot wait for you to hear her incredible story. So let's go. Zlata, I'm so incredibly excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Hello, hello. I'm so thrilled to be here today. Okay, so really though, we <laughs> I think we talked for a good 30 minutes before we decided to hit record and we were like, we really should have been recording everything we were chatting about. Um, I absolutely love everything you're doing and you are a powerhouse. You literally think of an idea and it seems like it goes into action. So we're gonna chat so much about that in the journey and what that looks like as well. Um, but I would love if you would take us back to a time maybe long before you had any clue what you were doing. 
Oh, I love that. I, I feel like that time would be like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to acknowledge you and say thank you for, for giving me a compliment. It is a beautiful compliment that um, I will take because it's something that has taken me so long to like stand in my true power and say, yes, I do do say things and then I carry them out. And it is, um, is a big compliment to receive from me. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the question goes about knowing what you're doing, I didn't, you know, I feel like I've lived like five lives at this point and I feel like a, um, a lizard that just kind of like sheds the skin and then goes to the next thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best alternative to <laughs> give like to it. people. Um, <laughs> But I moved to the U.S. when I was 16, Mm. and um, it was a very difficult journey for me because I'm actually originally from Moscow, Russia, population of 14 million people. I moved to Anchorage, Alaska, out of all things, to follow follow my mom, who was a traveling journalist. It's a city of... They want to say 350,000 people, but they're lying. Um, (laughs) It seems like there are five people in that city. Um, but all around, really huge change from a metropolitan city that's full of fashion and events and, and different things and where you're full-on functioning individual at 16 and, and you come to a school and high school here in the U.S. and your mom has to sign off on a thing to, for you to watch a movie. Mm. So very interesting time to be here. Um, but, you know, that was difficult. I did not speak a word of English. Mm. And um, something that I had to learn and really, like, be stubborn about – because I got sick and tired of, of answering where are you from? Hmm. Literally got sick and tired of answering where you're from. But I didn't realize that the question is never going to go away with a name like Zlata. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to fast forward a little bit, I gained quite a bit of weight. And um, because I was, I was experimenting with a lot of different foods and it was very different from what I was doing mm. now. And I noticed myself that I gained between like 25 to 30 pounds and I didn't really know how to lose that weight. So I instilled in the help of my only friend at the time who was doing a bodybuilding show and said, do it with me <laughs> in high school in a bikini in front of the whole high school. New girl who's weird and listens to <laughs> Ben Ibazi on the stairs. Like so, such a weirdo. I ate lunch in a bathroom like multiple oh times. Oh my gosh. So um, she said, you know, I'm doing this thing. You want to do it with me? And I was like, well, you're my only friend. I don't really have a choice. So that's <laughs> how so I got into fitness. And I did my very first show, which was scary, weird, crazy. I did lose quite a bit of weight. And it was a fiasco. I, mm. I got last place. But here's the magic of trying new things and doing new things. I got this incredible feeling of... I can do anything. Mm. If at this point I can be in underpants in front of my high school, (laughs) I can rule the world. And Lori told me I can't throw around F-bombs, but (laughs) I can rule the world, fill in the gaps. And I was, I was like, this is for me. And from there on out, I competed for about eight years straight. I've done over 26 bodybuilding shows. Um, I've placed at, 22 of them, wow. uh, either top five or top three uh, or one. And throughout this time, it's not like I was just doing the fitness thing, right? Because mm. let's just face it, fitness does not pay the bills ever. Mm. And um, ever, I'm meaning that being, being a fitness competitor doesn't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. I will say that fitness does pay, but not being a fitness competitor in Alaska, I'm not going to lie, that's not a very, it's your money. You are kidding me. You're kidding me, right? So um, I was going to school full time. I was also Miss Alaska Teen USA. I got a full ride scholarship to go to school. This is why I stayed in Alaska for so long. Um, then I worked a corporate job. And to fast forward to how I actually started my business um, is after competing for so long, at first, it was something that made me feel so empowered and so strong and so certain in what I was doing. Mm. And at some point, it hit me so hard that I wanted to win mm. and there's nothing standing in my way. And it shifted from being something empowering to something being really disempowering and feeling like I'm less because there was a lot of comparison. Instagram just started coming out um, and people were leaner and there was Pinterest and there was the weight and there was the winning and there was the pressure of being a sponsored athlete and there was coaches and there was people. And it just all became too much for Mm. me emotionally. And it really took me a really long time to catch up, but my body reacted immediately. Mm. 
my body reacted immediately. And the reason I left the stage is because I ended up with adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism and literally um, went into a doctor's office. And she told me that if I don't slow down, I'm not going to be able to have children, mm. which at 22 is very disheartening thing to hear. And I was like, she's wrong. I threw out my erects in a trash the minute I walked out of that office. And I said, I'm not sick, but I knew I wasn't able to compete anymore. And it was, I mean, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps because it was the life I lived. I lived the carbs and the proteins and the, and the watching the IFBB pros and the magazines and who's on the cover and who's doing what. And I was more concerned about them than I was concerned about me and what are people going to think mm -hmm. about me? What's happening? And, um, adrenal fatigue was a beautiful thing that happened to me. Not a lot of people, I'm, I'm going on a rant, but, um, not a lot of people consider health issues to be a blessing. It is because mm -hmm. it forces you to slow down and to get a clue about your pace, about your life, about where you're going mm -hmm. and what you're doing. And that's what it did for me. And it eventually I gained um, a lot of weight because hypothyroidism is not a joke, especially without medication. Mm -hmm. Adrenal fatigue is not a joke. And I th stood there in front of a mirror knowing what it feels like to see your body at 11% body fat with being shredded and, and, but feeling like crap mm. versus what I was seeing now, which is 30 pounds overweight, tired, hungry, binge eating because my hormones are completely out of whack. And I'm like, this is not health. Mm -hmm. The health as I knew it is broken. Mm -hmm. And I just really want to feel like myself again. I want that feeling of confidence that is unstoppable. Like that first time I stepped on stage mm. and, and I was like, I've got to do something about it and I'm going to fix it. And then I went through a year of recovery and working for, for, um, with a naturopath for naturopath because I was already a trainer at the time. And that's how sexy fit came to life mm. because I was sitting in a coffee shop and I said, I don't want it to be skinny fit, strong fit, lean fit, because we are all kinds of fit. And all a woman really wants to do is just like feel sexy. Mm. And I was like, huh. Sexy fit. <laughs> That's good. That's, that rings. And then I went online and I saw a dot com that was available for an obnoxious amount of money. And I was like, I'm going to I'm going to buy that. Um, I operated a business under a different name, horrible name for about four months. Talk about imperfect action. Um, <laughs> and then I spent every single penny that I earned um, on the sexyfit.com domain uh, with a business plan that was written on a Nordstrom shoe bag because it was kind of broke at the time too. <laughs> um, I, you know, I hit the solid rock bottom there. Uh, I've shortened the story from international travel and fashion week, uh, jobs and like all this weird stuff that happened in between. But bottom line is, um, I've seen all walks of fitness and I've seen all walks of building a business. And I've now coached hundreds and thousands of women hands-on because my primarily mission is to be hands-on with my coaching. And um, I can with certainty say that I have figured out something that I knew that wasn't there for women two and a half years ago. And I'm incredibly proud of that. Mm. And that is the long way about going um, about the story and and what's happening now and and how I really came up with what I'm doing right now and how I'm putting some things into action. So mm. there's that. <laughs> mm, no, I love it. You know, there were so many points. That's the thing when I, when I talk to like my girlfriends, we can go down so many different roads and this could go to a completely different place. So I try to listen in like, okay, what, what are people going to want from this? Um, I loved what you shared and I loved, uh, I love that you said that, um, you know, your adrenal fatigue really led you into a good place and that you just feel blessed because of it. Because I think there's a lot of people who are playing major, um, you know, or you feel like a victim when these things happen and you can stay in that place. That's so disempowering, but I love how powerful you feel now because of that. Can you just, you know, for anybody who's maybe sitting at home who feels like they've lost something because of something, do you have mm -hmm. any advice around that just to how to flip that around? Um, I will be completely transparent and completely honest, and I'm here to, I, I don't really care if the listeners like me or not, but I'm here to deliver something, and out of that question, here's my answer. Um, you, you don't realize the blessing 
um, that sickness and illness is because you truly, if you think that healthy is expensive, try being sick. Mm. And there's, there was a time where I looked at this and I was like, my dream is ripped apart. I'm never going to be an IFBB pro. This is unfair. And why me? And this doctor is ridiculous. And all these coaches, they've led me down this path. And like this industry is BS. And I'm so disappointed in everything. And I was like, hold on, sister. Mm. You consciously knew that that stress, never slowing down, never taking time for yourself, putting everybody first, not creating boundaries, under eating, over exercising, living a 20 hour a week lifestyle wasn't sustainable. And your body gave you all these little signs. Why am I always sick? Why do I not have my period? Um, I feel like I'm always tired. I'm drinking 15 cups of coffee. Well, you kind of got yourself there. So that's one thing. So accept the fact that you did that to you and nobody did that to you. You did that to you. And that's a powerful place to act from because just like you broke it, you can fix it. Mm -hmm. So, and whether you choose to acknowledge that you were responsible for this happening, you can choose to acknowledge that you can make different choices that are going to be empowering in the long run where you can create your new self because there's a lot of baggage that comes with adrenal fatigue. It's inability to communicate with others, inability to know your boundaries, inability to identify stress, inability to cope with stress, inability to cope with eating and and knowing your threshold and your limits, all of these things, um, just like an, being anemic, just like being overweight, just like being an emotional eater, we have the power to make the choice to grow from that place into a new person, into a best self, into an opportunity to improve and impact everybody around you. But if we choose to sit in that space and you know dwell upon that playing victim, nothing can grow from being a victim. Um, it only grows from taking an action to to find yourself again. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. You know, that kind of moves me into what we were chatting about earlier too. And that's, it, I mean, all of this stuff with, you know, you're, you're saying boundaries so many times. I don't even know if you're saying it it as much as you are, because I think it's so vital for when you're digging yourself out of a place where you feel helpless. There's so much about boundaries because, uh, we live these lives full, right? Right now we were talking about how the word anxiety is getting thrown Mm -hmm. around. Like Mm -hmm. every sentence we talk Mm -hmm. to somebody, it's like, I'm feeling anxious. I have so much anxiety over this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talk to so many women. That's a normal everyday word Mm -hmm. that they use, that they feel in every moment. Like it never Mm -hmm. goes away and they're not sleeping Mm -hmm. because of it. Um, Mm -hmm. they're feeling super stressed out about it. And you know, you kept saying boundaries because I think that you know, if you don't start establishing those, right. So what is that? What is, what can boundaries really look like for people? What did it look like for you? You know, and that was a very, very interesting conversation for me. When I first heard the word boundary and I was like, I got boundaries. I'm, I'm a strong, independent woman. I got all kinds of boundaries, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and um, a life changer, you will actually not believe it, but, and you don't really realize how impactful your words are until you, you meet the people again. You actually are somebody who taught me that mm. because um, I remember reaching out for the original summit series that I was doing a gazillion years ago when we didn't know each other. And you said, I can't, um, I'm, I'm overcommitted right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to follow through with that. Me being me, I asked you again (laughs) and you being you, you said, no, no, I cannot commit to this right now. Get back to me when you're doing another series. And I was like, there's some strong in that. I like it. (laughs) And I was, and I, I'm like, she has very strong boundaries. And I was like, do I, I'm like, do I have strong boundaries? Lori has boundaries, do I? <laughs> and I realized that I didn't. Mm. With my friends, I would let them call me and talk my ear off about their issues. Mm. With my clients, I would let them reschedule all over the schedule and go over on coaching calls. With, my, with men in my life, I would take the time out of my schedule, my me time to please them. I would do certain things for my mother because... It's just something that I do, which was my boundary, like her, 
she, she's a Russian mom and she gives me a lot of space and don't get me wrong. And mom, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I have to share this, but (laughs) it's like a marriage thing about finding a man and find a man. And I'm like, okay, we're no longer talking about this conversation. This conversation is off limits. So there was a lot of boundaries that were being overstepped on daily basis. It wasn't just like a business. No. And then they roll Mm. in, rolled in into guess what? a huge panic attack in the first seven months of having a business because I allowed myself to say yes to everybody else. And I was saying no to myself because Mm -hmm. I didn't have this. Mm -hmm. And every time you say, I love the saying, every time you say yes to somebody else, you say no to yourself. And that's how we roll into this anxiety-driven world because we didn't create the boundaries and we said yes to everything because while they're amazing opportunities and we want to do all of them, we never created them in our head even or knew what our threshold is. So boundaries are critical and I thank you so much that Mm. you gave me such big pushback on it because it's not like we didn't connect. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're not friends now. It just wasn't the right time. And who knew? Who knows what would have happened? Maybe you would have gotten on a call and been like completely all over the place and been like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. really deliver the content. Um, and I would have been like, wow, Lori is a basket case. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just for real reason. though. I mean, for real, you can catch people like that in, at that point in their life, you know? And you're not, you're doing a disservice for everybody. Mm-hmm by not following your boundaries. So I thank you for that. You know, I think a huge part of that, and I love that, I love that you even shared that. It's funny, I, I don't really remember that. I just remember really liking you and being like, no, I really mean it, come back again. I just cannot do it right now. And so I've learned for myself, so much of that is so that I don't ever, I don't even want, especially an incredible woman as yourself, I don't ever want to resent someone even 1%. So if I would have said yes to you, I would have resented when it came up if I was super busy or stressed out or didn't feel well, or I missed a workout or whatnot. So it's really about that boundary was just to protect even a relationship and even, you know, really wanting to make sure you go into something with utmost respect for what you were doing and for, you know, giving you good content. So I just hope that people can see both sides and be like, wow, it really is. You're not Mm -hmm. hurting someone and anyone who's really, um, you know, really respects you and understands people and really wants the best, um, you know, the higher good of everything is going to totally get it because you totally got it. And I, and I love that. And I love that it it benefited your life as well. I've learned so many lessons. Absolutely. But even last week, you said, hey, I have to get in something for an editorial something. Um, Can we move this? And I'm like, sure, no big deal. It wasn't a big deal. But Mm -hmm. it was at the time you're like, I have a boundary. I don't want to be overworked. And I want to meet both the deadlines. And I need to move this podcast, period. Great. I will not even argue with that. Cool. Laura needs to move the podcast. No big deal. Nobody's going to be upset with you if you say no. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Nobody. And if they are upset, are they really operating in your best interest? Mm, so much, so many good things. I literally, so it's funny. I just read an amazing quote. I can't remember it. I was trying to look for it for a second. Um, but it, it literally says, and it's, I think it's from, I can't remember what's from, it's from like a billionaire. I can't remember which mm-hmm. billionaire it is. Um, but the quote is every, um, successful people say no to almost everything. And that hit, it's from a billionaire. I just cannot remember which one, but, um, well, thank you, billionaire. <laughs> thank you, billionaire. I will find it. I will find it and put it in show notes, um, <laughs> which it. I'm just getting, which is, yeah, but that's another, that's a whole other conversation, how I leap and then learn things on the way. Um, but I know you do it too. <laughs> that's the definition of an entrepreneur, isn't it? Like just it. Run, it. run through it and then figure it out while you're running. Um, But anyway, yes, how many things do you have to, there are so many things right now that I actually should be saying no to that I'm not. So my boundaries are pretty good, but they, they actually need to get even better in order for me to be going where I know I'm like my, to be of highest service where I want to be or higher service. Um, so just even working on that, but I know you were talking about, uh, and I love this because now it's matching. Okay. I want to work on my boundaries even more. Um, but we were talking before about intention, actions and impact. So I know you said that that's kind of a theme that's coming up in your life. I'm so like curious. Oh my gosh. Um, I am going to take, I'm going to take a long road around it and I'm going to get to the story. So, um, I know that some of my peeps are going to be listening to this. Some of your peeps are going to be listening to this. And I have to say that, um, a lot of things have changed for me since I was battling anxiety because I was in, I have my stuff together. 
uh, you know what I mean? I have my stuff together. I, I, I like what I'm doing and I love my team. I love my business. I love what I do. But in the times of when anxiety hit me, I would hate it all. Mm. And I would just lay in bed and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. can I just like lay here all day? This is very unlike me. So mm-hmm. in that time, I started to seek a little bit of spiritual guidance, if you mm-hmm. would. And um, I tried Reiki, which was, wowza, a crazy experience for being the first timer in Reiki. Um, if you're not familiar, look it up. Um, then I ran into a pranic healer literally by by a mistake, and I went to her a couple of times. I was like, man, wouldn't hurt. Then I experienced the power of working with crystals, and then I next thing you know, I'm saging everything, and and <laughs> the next thing you know, I'm in essential oils, and I then I went to an final hit was I went to an astrologist, and I became a, a lot more aware of things that are outside of my power because there is such thing as that and really exploring the side of spirituality because even last year this was not even a, a thing that I was doing which helped me which helped me find peace in many ways and is very very helpful so that's something i need to say before i go into the action and intention and things like that so um I am not highly spiritual. I feel like I'm spiritual enough. And I'm also on the side of things where I know that action uh, will breed outcome. So, Mm -hmm. but there is a difference between um, impact and action and intention. So, and and what I was telling Lori is this like the story I was sitting at my, out of all people, at my energy healer's office the other day. And um, this is after a long day of coaching. And, um, she was sitting there and she was starting something new and she was being, she was having a conversation with another woman, which I love so much. Women must support women. Another topic. Um, and the other woman was telling her, you know, like when I started my business, there was like all the stuff that I was doing and I was reading and woman one says, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to put intention in the universe that this is what I want to create. Mind you, I just had a launch of a big challenge that we were doing and Um, I pushed my boundaries a little bit outside my comfort zone as well. Probably haven't had a real good day off in about two weeks. And the days were like 14, 16 hours, which I'm loving every second of it. And I wish you could see me right now because I turned around and I gave her this look like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, what? An intent? You, You know, and it's like, in my head, I'm like, do you really think an intent of sitting here and talking to the universe is what's going to get you booked up? (laughs) I held myself back because there's not everything needs to be said, but I made a note. I'm like, uh-huh. And um, uh, this was after a long day of coaching, and my last coaching call was a client who was like, I'm not really working a job that I love, but I'm really successful. I'm getting like all these promotions, and I'm doing really well, and I'm going places. And I said, but is that where you really want to be? She's like, no, but I'm going places. <laughs> and I was like, cool. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about really figuring out what you want to do and then go there just as Mm. fast. So when I said, wow, really cool theme. And I left my healer's office and I was driving, which is always so peaceful for me. And I was like, there's a big gap in, in, in our world. We have a lot of spiritually inclined women who are probably listening to the podcast who want to be health coaches, energy healers, um, pranic healers, whatever your thing is, whatever your healing agenda is, um, gift. And we sit there and we think that we have to have this intention that we set and then bam, the universe will give you everything with ease and grace and just you will be in flow at all times. See, I, I know the lingo now. I'm in the lingo. And then we have this other side, the 21st century iPhone driven 18 appointments a day promotional side that is going not nowhere, but not the right road for them because the intention was never set. So, and I've been talking a lot about closing this gap and creating a meaningful impact by an action with an intent, an intent 
with action because you kind of have to supersize each one depending on what you're working on. And that's how boundaries get created easier. That's how action becomes more meaningful. And that's how you're actually impactful in life and the world because you're able to create what you want to create and you're actually creating it while you're intending to create it. Mm-hmm. Because I can intend to create the world's best podcast in the world, but if I don't record any any, any interviews, I can't. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Those interviews didn't come with ease. I had to bug Lori Harder fifteen thousand times and say, "Lori." I had to, you know, call Tony Horton's manager fifteen thousand times. I'm now getting to Sean T, and I've knocked on his door fifteen times. You know what I mean? They do not come with ease. And they do not always come with grace, but the opportunity to create something beautiful is 100% supported by doing the work. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood of success is much higher if you do the work. I mean, there are <laughs> most people who can manifest millions and power to you. And maybe I'm not in tune with my spiritual self yet, but that has not happened to me yet because I've done the work route. <laughs> mm. so- so that was my message about that. So how does that, you know, how does that sit with you, Lori? Mm, well, I, you know, I, I think it's so beautiful because I believe in, um, so I was all effort before, like all effort. Did it get me places? Yeah, it got me lots of places, but I was tired. I was stressed out. I was resenting mm. uh, everything mm. I was doing. I was resenting people in my life who didn't deserve resentment. They deserved huge love and props and thanks. Um, and so now, you know, I have, uh, I have so many beautiful women in my life. And one of my friends, Lindsay always talks about effort and surrender. So Mm -hmm. there's an effort and there's a surrender and the surrender part is just the receiving part or it's the intention part or it's that part where you really have to have faith, but Mm -hmm. there is the effort part. Like Chris and I decided to, um, it, it was right before, uh, New Year's Eve, basically it was New Year's Eve and we always stay in for New Year's Eve now. And we kind of plan out our whole year. And, or like what we really want and we celebrate what happened last year. She's saying she does too. Okay. I love that. (laughs) Um, and this year we were like, you know, we're going to put in a 90 day push. Like we are the, for the next three months, we are going to work harder than we've ever worked in our lives. And then we're going to rest. So it turned out to be 120. Don't do that. Um, but it was so, so (laughs) don't do that. Uh, it was so beautiful. I highly recommend it. And yes, it was full on sweaty effort. But there, when you know it's a small push period like that, and when I say small, yes, it was long, but at the same time in the grand scheme of the year, if you know you're going to take some time off, um, it was smaller. But it literally, it, it, it lifted all of the resentment off too because I knew I was just going to say yes to a ton of stuff. Like I knew mm-hmm. that I was going to, um, I knew that I was just going to go for it. And what it did is the things I was saying yes to, I was saying yes. I was excited about. I was Mm -hmm. like, I was going to make sure that I remained excited about it. Um, So many seeds were planted. I wasn't saying yes to the things that were not a hell yes. Everything had to be a hell yes, but I just kept saying yes. And now I can tell you that things came at such an amazing fast pace that you do get tempted to keep on going, which happened Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But now we're looking at the points to surrender, to rest, to enjoy, to really look at, okay, what's next when is the next effort point but now let it come in put out your intentions and I did notice I have to even with this podcast like and I know that you know and we'll talk about this in a minute but before I was just getting on because I was covering all the topics that I'm super passionate about and that are easy but then all of a sudden you kind of hit this wall of like okay it's not easy anymore I have to (laughs) I have to set intentions around Mm -hmm. this podcast Mm -hmm. like I have to think about it I have to plan it I have to Mm -hmm. I can't just like go out there and and do what I was doing before. That's not working. That's totally irresponsible. (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, I believe in, you know, I I think that's huge for me right now. It's not even right now. It's all the time, right? Like remembering, okay, when's the effort, but where's the surrender? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's vital. Mm -hmm. You know, and I love that you mentioned that about the podcast because, you know, we, we have talking points, we have subjects, we have passions, we as creatives go through phases uh, where we're talking about certain things. You ask me about talking about emotional eating now, I'll be like, oh God, because mm-hmm. I've talked out that subject six months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So you have to find where you draw your inspiration from mm-hmm. and 
how you draw your inspiration how do you feed your inner creative how do you feed your do you feed your inner critic at all um, do you surrender or do you do you do you do more do you push for more effort and when you walk that fine line that's where really balance is because i believe that balance while it's a little bit overrated and a little bit overused as a word i find it when we have inner balance with priorities that we're doing that's when beautiful things happen so you know for for me right now it's not a priority to have top 10 podcasts in iTunes. Mm -hmm. For me, the number one priority is to come through to my community and fill up a mastermind of 100 people that starts in June. Mm. So I'm not going to be stressing about my podcast not being top 10 right now. And OMG, I fell in ratings and blah, blah, blah. So we do find that effort versus action versus impact versus priorities, but we really have to listen to self Mm. and do a lot of assessment and a lot of intention and, and like you said, surrender. So how do you know, like, you know, because your podcast was a thing for a while, but now it's this thing. So for everybody out there who is like, and that's so important, but how do we tell people, how do we teach them to navigate that life goes like that? It's like seasons for different things and you really have to listen in. How do you tune in? So I was listening to this amazing keynote speaker at, um, a conference, icon conference and, um, gosh, what is his name? But the line was, hustle is seasonal. And I was like, really? Mm. Oh, really? I love that. And this is the time in my life where I'm like hustling. I'm like creating a website and I'm doing the business funnels and I'm teaching the people and I'm speaking and I'm at his, this mastermind and, and I'm here and there. Well, guess what? I was so flipping busy that I showed up a week early to a mastermind in Arizona because <laughs> I messed up my entire schedule because I was so busy hustling right oh man And when you have so much hustle you are making it harder for yourself to hustle on the right things mm. you know what I mean like and I'm like okay there is winter there is spring there is summer there is fall in the stars the planets move we're in retrograde which is why we're like late for everything we're like the nature is seasonal. We as humans are seasonal. Why is my hustle not seasonal? Like I just had this like epiphany at the moment and I was like, mm. huh. And then, um, so that was one. And then I realized that the, that there is a power in forceful action, force meaning full force, not forcing, but full mm. force action when you focus on the one thing. Oh, that's so we have, I'll say that again. There is power in in the force on focusing on one thing, mm. whether it's quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. For me, it's it's a monthly push goal. We always have monthly push goals. I'm like, okay, guys, we're monthly push goal on the makeover. Everybody in the company is working towards making the makeover the best thing ever. So my podcast assistant does the best CTAs, the best interest, the best everything. My coach is talking about the mastermind. My Social media person is creating the best, most amazing banners for the thing. And then I am geeking out on finding the right people to do the thing, right? Mm. And then next month push goal is going to be content. So guess what? We are going to be creating content that's focused on blah, blah, blah. So there's something powerful in working on one thing. But I have to tell you, it's the most challenging thing in the world because you and I are idea powerhouses. And yeah, we can work on 15 different things at once. Yes, we can have 15 different goals all at once. But guess what? None of it is going to be impactful because there's no force behind. It's kind of like, it's kind of like driving in a Ferrari in first gear. You know what I mean? And in reality, I can drive the Ferrari in sixth gear and have a real good time. Or I can just kind of hop from first gear to second and go eh, 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 because I can't choose the road. So mm. I had to learn that skill, man. It was so hard because oh. I'm so good at multitasking, I thought. I'm so <laughs> learning that right now. You are like, I'm like sinking down in my chair right now because I have, I'm that person who's like, I love doing everything. And then all of we a sudden do. I'm like, but it's hardly hitting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like I love... And trust me, I get you, Lori, and and we already are impactful in in many ways, and it's almost like you have to kind of like calm down and realize, okay, there will be a time that this will be a thing. Mm -hmm. And like, because 
there are certain things that have to fly on autopilot, like mm. the social medias and the podcasts of the world and the content of the world. And there are certain things that we have to push for a little bit harder and we have to hire more people. But mm. that, for, that force behind one thing that puts everybody on the team on the same goal, there's something so powerful about all of that energy and all of that intention and all of that action. And you're like, holy moly, it's so much better than doing a few things well mm. and do like one thing really, really well. Mm. So, um, and while don't other things, other things don't have to stop that, that really has helped us as a team to kind of, um, focus. And, and that's, if somebody's listening and they're wondering how you can apply that to fitness, um, fitness is also seasonal. In the wintertime, mm -hmm. I tend to gain a little bit of weight because I'm a little bit more comfortable. In the spring, I love running. In the summertime, I'm all over the place and I'm like lean like a stick. And then fall again, I, I go into the same season. But I also switch. You know, I run in the summer. I crossfit in the spring. I um, tend to do more like bulking weight training in the winter. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like take your time. Yes. I can't tell you how much I'm like saying yes to that right now because – um, I just, I just got back from New York and normally it's like, cause you know, this is normally the time of year that I start getting back in shape and, um, not that mm -hmm. I'm out of shape, but like, really, like you said, I, I was like, I just feel really good, sharp, you know, on it. Cause I'm just so much abundant energy. And, um, I, I was like, you know what? I just really want to enjoy New York though. Like, and be okay with like coming back and not seeing your abs. And it, you know, if you, if, if that's like so far outside of your realm right now, just totally ignore that. But like, if you, if you literally are going somewhere and you want to enjoy, like enjoy in moderation, but enjoy. I think when we take the, I like literally just removing that stress of like, no, mm -hmm. I said I was going to be in shape and I'm kind of doing this little mental mindset, 30 day challenge to like get in summer shape. I was like, you know what, how many times in your life do you get to go to New York and enjoy a show and have wine during it and go up to the top of, um, you know, beautiful, amazing buildings and just look out and have a glass, a, a cocktail with your husband and dessert. And there are those moments that you really have to weigh and pull off whatever sort of crazy restriction you're holding on yourself and waking up up the next day and feeling guilty and wishing moments of your life away. Like how often are we wishing moments of our lives away because we expect everything to be in season? Like you said, at all times, our body needs to be in season. Our business needs to be in season. Our planning needs to be in season. We need to be on top of our hiring. We need to, it's literally all like you, I wrote down like, I'm literally going to go downstairs and talk to my team. Like, okay, what are we focusing on right now? <laughs> you know, powerful. Powerful, powerful. And you just said something of lifting off that crazy expectation layer from yourself and kind of like looking under and going, are you liking this right now? Mm. Are you enjoying yourself or are you just doing because you are just doing? Or like, are you running 50 miles a month because you want to be skinny? Because mm. it's summertime and I want to be skinny. Well, do you like that? Mm -hmm. Not really. Or like, you know, what can you really change in your nutrition that will give you that love for food and, and the nourishment and, and what's going to make you feel happy in the now, right? Mm. That, and not happy because, oh, I ate a bunch of pizza today because it was Tuesday and it's Papa Jones. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's different when you're, oh, it's Tuesday in New York with my husband and we're roaming around streets of New York at midnight. It's the only thing I can eat. Like, yeah. So lifting off that layer is a freeing feeling because mm -hmm. we, we, we focus on having enough moments versus lack thereof focus. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I, so, yeah. It's lit literally just saying that is there's so much to that. I know we can so dig into that. Like there's just so much to freeing yourself of that like restrictive tie of um, or, or the should, you know, I should do this. I should be doing that. I, we're really honestly in the grand scheme, I'll be recovered from New York in like two days, <laughs> two days. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But there is power in something that you said, and I kind of want to shift gears a little bit Go for it. and it's a power of words mm. and power of shooting all over yourself. Mm. Um, I see this a lot in women who just walk into sexy fit. And this is the first thing I say. I'm like, 
I love you and, and I want you to stand in your power and I want you to trust yourself to make decisions and speak with certainty. So the words should, try, hope, I'm thinking, and kind of, they no longer exist. Like, I'm hoping to try this program. You hoping, <laughs> are you going to try it or are you not going to try it? I was thinking about, are you thinking or are you doing? Because we spend so much time thinking and hoping and trying and maybe kind of sort of shooting. Mm. I'm like, you're going to do it or you don't. And it's like, if you're not going to do it, be okay with, trust yourself to make that decision and make it right. I should try smoothies. You're going to try smoothies or you're not going to try smoothies. I'm not going to try them because they're a lot of work and I hate washing the blender. Me. I'm going to try them because I don't have time to eat a solid meal and I would rather drink it and move on with my life. Which one is stronger? Hmm. The washing the blender is stronger because I don't have time to eat. Mm. Does that make sense? And I'm not hoping to kind of sort of try the smoothie thing. You know, you're bringing it like... <laughs> that's there's only two choices and it's faster to go to the two choices like literally to be so absurdly obvious with yourself with the two choices and honest too like I'm either gonna do this or I'm not I'm either gonna stay the same or I'm gonna change but also in those words that you said I wrote them down should try hope thinking you guys these words literally takes so much energy. If you look at every word should, it, we sit in should for hours, <laughs> days, months sometimes, and it it literally pulls more energy than an actual commitment to something. So when you commit, it's you're freeing yourself, saving energy, giving yourself more time. Um, tr- the, the process of trying is more painful than the actual just getting your butt to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, you're sitting there and you're in, in your thinking space. Should I try or should I not? Should I go or should I not? And it, it's like it's painful. My dad, my thank you, Father, for teaching me this. He but he said there's always there are always three ways out of every situation. He's like, you need to sit this is how I believe I was able to be fairly successful in business, is because I'm always like, three ways out. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Which one do you choose? If you choose this one, this happens. If you choose this one, this happens. If you choose this, nothing happens. Which one do you want? Boom, boom, boom. I'm literally like three ways out, one way, let's go. And um, I'm a big sister. So I'm, I'm a part of big brother, big mm-hmm. sister. And another thing, and, then, and another week, this is a phrase um, that, I, that I noticed in my little, um, I said, where do you want to go for food? And she always says, I don't know. What movie do you want to see? I don't know. What, um, do you want blue ice cream or green ice cream? I don't know. And my second question is always is, if you did know, what would it be? Mm. We never don't know. We know, or we're too lazy to answer, or don't want to think of a choice, or are afraid to hear what we're actually going to hear from within. So it's like, do you, like, what is the deal with your husband? I don't know. Do you really not know? Or do you not want to tell me? Or do you not want to tell yourself? So um, I went on a little tangent and rant there. But I do agree with you that absolutely it expands more energy to be uncertain and, and shooting all over yourself than actually going for it. No, I loved it. Are you kidding me? I think I feel like that was one of the best parts of this whole thing. Um And that's what happens when you just keep on, you know, like taking the layers off of different conversation. That's why I love like talking to other women who love to analyze. Mm, So good. (laughs) Uh, If you could see our fingers where I don't even, I don't even know what that is, but it's creepy. I love it. (laughs) But you said a great exercise for people. And I just want to offer them that exercise that if you don't, if you're in between something, if you don't know what you should do about something to write down the three options and write down the outcomes of the three choices. That was really, really beautiful because what outcome do you actually want? And when you say, okay, if I don't do this, guess what? You don't get to live with the outcome that you want if you don't do it, but you do get to live with the other outcome. And then you there's accepting or there's doing, right? It's accepting that you're not going to get what you want and you accept and you move on with life because then you're not sitting in that like, oh, I wish this could happen. Then you just get rid of it and you get fine with being where you're at or you move forward. So I loved that. Thank you so much. It was beautiful. You're welcome. And 
life is really a combination of choices which we chose to partake in. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I went through, I have my bachelor's degree, I have a master's degree, I traveled um, and I lived in Austria for a semester, then I traveled, the, couch surfed the world for um, eight weeks. And there, there was, there was so many experiences that if I just sat there and I was like, what if I kind of sort of choose maybe politics versus competing? Because there was a time I actually got um, accepted into um, an internship program to work with a congressman in DC and I chose to compete instead. But I could have just sat there and never made a decision or never even applied to either thing. And I wouldn't have a choice. Mm. You know what I mean? So we really have to think that there, the more action we create versus the conversations that we have, the more outcomes we're going to be able to experience and live that full, blissful, brilliant life that we truly do deserve. Oh, man, that was a good point, too. You just creating choices for yourself. And if you don't know, explore your choices. What could you do? And, you know, yeah, maybe you'll take a turn into something you're like, okay, yeah, this is really boring, but it might open up something else for you. So if if you're not taking any action, you eliminate all choices. So more action, more choices. Yes, it puts you in a point of decisions, but now you have a decision-making tools. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So tell me more about your podcast too. Oh, the podcast. I love my podcast. My podcast (laughs) is my favorite. Thank you. Um, You know, I was was struggling of finding my space in the fitness industry. Mm. Really struggling. Like, am I the box, am I the box gym trainer who goes to train? Because this is the thing about careers, right? And even career in fitness. You can be... um, you can be many different things within the fitness industry, right? And I was, but we only know a few. Um, okay, I will be a trainer at a box gym, or I will be a boot camp instructor, or I will be a leading instructor who leads the class, or I will be a fitness model personality on the magazine, um, or I will be the video girl on the DVD. I just couldn't find my space. I was mm. like, not the video girl, it's not interesting. Box gym is no. Um, I loved my online coaching and I knew that I excelled at that because you have a very low dropout rate, very high success rate. But there was something else that was like irking me that I was like, but how do I find my platform to speak on and really be able to, to channel my energy into something that impacts a lot of women because I believe in giving versus taking, taking, taking. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my talent wasn't necessarily being completely, full, uh, fully used in in its best purpose. And I was like, and I started running into these podcasters Mm. and there's this podcaster and this guy. And I listened to um, Lewis house with the school of greatness. And then one day I was walking, I'm walking, I'm listening to Lewis house and it's a cool interview. And I'm like, do to do to do walking daily walks are my thing. And I'm like, I stopped. And I was like, I, I spent five to six hours of my life listening to Lewis Howes on his podcast. And I'm pretty, gosh darn, I'm going to say this word, bad ass. And I mm-hmm. can get all kinds of cool people to talk to me. Because guess what? I do have a lot of connections to the fitness, fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I could be great at this. Scrapped my first 30 interviews because they were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like, you are a gifted podcaster. You were born to do this. And I'm like, little do you know that all of the 30 episodes that I first recorded were total crap. <laughs> um, so that's how I launched my podcast. I was listening and I was walking and I was like, I believe I'm going to be great at this. Mm. And I'm running into podcasters and I have amazing connections in the fitness industry. Um, and I am a little camera shy right now, but I believe that this is something I could be doing and I'm going to go for it. And I just jumped in with, um, with the thinking, because I know my brand really well at this point, And I know what I want to bring to women. To me, it's about the unstoppable confidence mm. that you get from health and fitness and truly be in your healthiest, best self. And when you choose 
your best self. And when you make decision based, make decisions based on who you want to be. And it's just, and it's not just about your diet and exercise. It's about healthier, happier, more confident you. Who are the experts that can bring on this platform who can speak into these three things? Are they dating? Are they in dating? Are they in debt? Um, like dating advice, debt advice, health advice, fitness advice, lifestyle advice, makeup, skin, hair. I want to talk about all of it. I don't want to be limited to just um, health and fitness. And, and that's what we have done with the podcast. And it's done really well for me. And it's one of the most amazing things that I have ever created that I'm super proud of because it does take me a really long time to find the experts and, and really figure out what the questions are. And yes, while 10% of it was a talent, 90% of it is a skill mm -hmm. research. It did not come easily to me. I didn't know how to ask questions. I didn't know how to dig deeper with experts. I didn't know when it was okay to speak when it was okay not to speak. And I just kind of was like, meh, meh, meh. and I was like, my podcast, I do what I want. And then <laughs> <laughs> everything else kicked in after that. So again, mm. long explanation, but that's, you know, that's mm. my podcast. I love it. I really, truly love it. You know, I, I love your podcast because you really, I really feel like you shine through in being a person on it. And, and I love that you just said that, like, you know, cause it's scary. It is really scary. Bring, I'm, I'm so new at this. Like it's a lot of, it's scary bringing people on. It's the same questions that you just said. I'm like, when do I talk? When do I like, okay. So thank God I'm comfortable around you now. Cause we can just flow. Um, but, but really I so get that. I'm so in that right now. So maybe I'll talk to you after this, but anyway, um, I love your podcast too, because it's really, a, it's real conversations and you're bringing on amazing people, giving incredible content, um, as far as just like being able to apply it in your life right away. And, and I love that you, um, you know, you're on your own journey and you bring on people that, you know, uh, help have, have helped transform you help transform other people, just good stuff, right? Like just giving good stuff. You know, I, I'm going to add a note to this and this will give confidence to a lot of you guys. And even you, Lori, we're all on a journey mm -hmm. and we all have stuff. And if anybody on a podcast, in a book, in a Facebook live, in a Facebook post wants to tell me that they have it all figured out and they want to position some, themselves as an expert, that means to me that you're hindering your growth, you're limiting your growth, and you are, and you are unable to inspire creative conversations and creative content in your own world because you think you have it all figured out. Guess what? You don't. Mm. Nobody does. And the more transparent we are about what we're overcoming, I, the other day I put out a podcast and I was scared crapless. I mm. thought I was going to crap my pants because I talked about anxiety openly and freely for the first time in two years. Mm. And I was like, I cannot believe I just made this podcast. And I received so many amazing emails and notes and comments about, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I'm so thankful that you've put out this information. And I'm like, vulnerability is key and having these real conversations is key because we already live in an overly perfected world of social media, Instagram, magazine covers and, and wanting to be perfect all the time. I'm not perfect. And that's the strength. Mm. That's so freeing. I'm so grateful to you for sharing that. You have no idea. Um, Slada, thank you so, so much for being on. Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? And what episode did you just talk about? What episode number was that? The, the anxiety episode. I know they're going to want it. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's episode, it's um, sexyfit.com forward slash sexyfitpodcast. And um, I think we're up to 70 episodes now. And this is one of the latest, greatest, I believe. It was two weeks ago, maybe 64. Okay. Um, and you know, if you can link it to show notes, I think that would be fantastic. I can send you a link to that. Um, you can find me on sexyfit.com and I am sexy fit. I am sexy fit on Instagram, Facebook, um, are my main platforms I speak on. I do a lot of Facebook live, um, now. And, um, you know, I really just want to leave with one last thing because I feel like this is going to be very helpful, whether it's health or fitness or business, um, it's imperfect action will lead to many amazing outcomes that we never truly even thought were possible for us. So mm -hmm. that's what I encourage every single one of us to do because that's the biggest lesson from, from you and I really. 
Mm. We don't have it figured out. We're just kind of doing it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imperfect action leads to great things that, that there, we just put the cherry on the top of the cake. So thank you so, so much for coming on. I always just love chatting with you. And literally I'm, I just looked at the clock. I'm like, oh dang. Okay. We have, I had like so many other things I want to talk to you about. So I'll have to bring you back on. Um, I'd love that. I'd love that. Bring me back on whatever you want to talk about. I'm here for you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We're so excited for everything you're doing. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure that you share it with your friends, your family, your sisters. All right. Until next time, earn your happy. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high performing people. It leads to longer term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.